Welcome to the program. You're listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to be speaking with returning guest, Dr. Kavi Savavi. He's joining us here from Accenture Health to talk about their findings from their 2021 Digital Health Tech Vision Report that surveyed 399 healthcare executives across six countries to kind of better understand their view of the impact that technology is having on the healthcare industry overall and what that means for the future. Welcome back to Health Professional Radio, Dr. Savavi. Thank you for joining us again. Hey, Neil. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, for our listeners who may not be familiar with you, give us a bit of your professional background briefly, if you would, and talk about your role there at Accenture. Sure. Kava Savavi. I'm a senior managing director at Accenture in our global healthcare practice. I work in all of our geographies at U.S., Europe, and uh, the uh, Asia-Pacific geographies, and I serve our clients including our provider clients, our payer clients, as well as our government clients. And I'm a physician by original training. And I've been involved in healthcare, both as a practitioner, as well as business and technology my entire 30 plus year career. This COVID-19 pandemic has really shed a light, a huge light on a lot of the the underlying technologies that we didn't even realize that we were kind of depending on. Uh, now we're even more than depending on. It seems to be mainstream and is not going to stop as far as uh, telehealth, remote care. What would you say would be the biggest uh, technological boom since the pandemic? Well, COVID specifically uh, amplified organizations need to be more digital in terms of the way they run their business. And largely because the initial effect of the pandemic was to create uh, a shock to the system in terms of the need to close down and then open up again. And that kind of resilience isn't easily done without a combination of a physical and a digital chassis. For example, the ability to have your workers just immediately go home and work from home. Remember that uh, between March of 2020 and the end of May of 2020, half of all visits had to be done at a distance because physical clinics were closed. And if you didn't have an illness that required you to be hospitalized, you weren't going to see a doctor. That the, the, the ability to move all of those visits virtually that capacity didn't really exist. It was on roadmaps, but it didn't exist in the system. And so what we effectively saw was companies, organizations realizing that their digital agenda had to be moved forward. It wasn't so much that it introduced a new problem as much as it demonstrated the criticality of having digital capacity. It did introduce one other concept into healthcare, which is the idea that physical distance is a matter of safety, not just a matter of presence. And we used to think about largely uh, virtual healthcare or telemedicine as nothing more than just a preference from a convenience perspective. But what we recognize is that infection actually sometimes requires two parties to be separated. And I think we're going to see increasingly, for example, organizations rethinking the role of a waiting room because it's maybe not a safe place, particularly in pediatrics, right? Contagion is an issue. So how do we reimagine a waiting room to reduce physical presence and contagion? That was a part of COVID that got amplified. The return on investment calculation now includes distance for safety, not just distance for preference. But I think that the most enduring is it sped up people's digital agenda. Why did you or why did Accenture 
conduct the 2021 Digital Health Tech Vision Report. Obviously, the changes that we've seen in the last, just the last year are major changes when it comes to, as you say, the hands-on versus the remote meetings. We had to go with it. We didn't have a choice. Why is it important to find out what physicians and healthcare providers think about the changes? The technology vision is something we've been doing for eight years, and we are always looking forward as a company to where technology is going and what the implications are going to be for business. The Accenture Technology Vision is actually a multi-industry, multi-country research study that includes both survey as well as expert opinion. And then the health version of it, we publish every year as a derivative of the overall uh, multi-industry version. So we talked to 6,000 people in different industries and different geographies that are health, that are leaders, of which 400 were healthcare leaders, as an example. The concepts that we describe in our report are present in every industry, and they are relevant for the healthcare industry. And largely, this is a strategic document. It's designed to give leaders of organizations an awareness of where technology is going and how it affects their strategy. In fact, one of the five pillars this year we call uh, the we what we call it stack strategically is based on the fact that 87 percent of the healthcare executives said that their business and technology strategies are inseparable and maybe even indistinguishable there was a time when you had a business strategy and then you had ait guys do technology now what we're seeing is you cannot separate your business strategy from your technology strategy and 73% of healthcare executives said that their technology architecture is critical to the overall success, meaning the technology is a strategic asset. And if you get it wrong, it hurts your business. And if you get it right, you can actually dis distinguish your business. So technology is actually a part of strategy now. It's just not a capability. Now, is this something that is going to affect the older, more established healthcare organizations who are based, basically set in their ways? Is this going to be something that is going to be difficult for older establishments as well as older practitioners to grasp? That's a great question, Neil. I don't think it's an age or demographic issue. We're not really talking about you know personal technology usability. Uh, what we are seeing, though, this is a twist on what you described is that established businesses have made technology investments and now startups are competing with them using a more modern set and they don't have the problem of figuring out how to change or retrofit or remodel the house. And so what we're seeing is healthcare organizations, let's just say established provider organization or established payer organization having to compete with an organization that starts from scratch with new tech. And the concept of how an existing organization manages their legacy technologies is actually a strategic problem, but it's potentially a strategic asset if they think about the fact that they've got a base of business that the other that the, the startups don't have. So this isn't about demographic age, but there is something to it with respect to startups versus incumbents. Now, from a patient standpoint, obviously being able to access care and advice digitally is, is a great convenience. What about providers' desire to reach out to different demographics? Is that something that has sparked, uh, is it, has the technology sparked a, a desire that wasn't seen before? 
Well, I think what there's a broad recognition. All, all generations are interested in doing more for themselves and having more control over their environment. Technology is part of what makes that possible. Technology also allows providers to reach people that they don't have physical proximity. This is one of the things that we're seeing increasingly is the ability to scale human labor and reach is an important issue. So in terms of reaching unserved markets or untapped markets, there's there's no question. The other thing that's happening is on the experience side, experiences that were never possible before are being made possible. And this creates a really interesting opportunity. So for example, our second plank in our tech vision is called mirrored world. The concept of a mirrored world is a simulated environment which you can test and learn. Well, one of the experiences that's happening right now, you see this in a number of pediatric hospitals, is that they're making available for children prior to them being admitted or having a procedure, essentially a simulated experience of what it will be like to get admitted to a hospital, to be in an operating room, to have an endoscopy, taking the fear and anxiety out. That was never possible. And now technology makes it possible. And it creates a different level of comfort for both the patient as well as the patient's family members. And this idea that we can use technology to create a replicated environment, which we can either experiment in, that's how we do things like drug development, or get people trained doctors in, new procedures or give patients experiences and take fear out. That's another example. And now you mentioned stacking strategically mirrored world. You just talked about what were some of the other mm-hmm. suggestions or, or topics that the uh, 2021 digital health tech vision report yeah. uh, touched on? We had five. The, the third one was the concept that we call I technologist. We mm-hmm. call this the democratization of technology because increasingly technology is what is often described as no code or low code, which means that a person like you or me, who's not a professional coder, can actually go and configure technology for it to work for them. We saw this in COVID in some situations where the line of staff of a nursing unit or a medical unit had to figure out how to deploy their human resources in a way they'd never done before. They didn't have time to go out and find a third party software or ask IT to build anything. But there are software programs out there that are low code, no code, where the actual users built for themselves a technology that allowed them to do workforce planning so that they could figure out who needs to come in, cover what shifts, how they could work, how they could make a concept of democratizing technology. The fourth concept was really critical in COVID. We called that the anywhere, everywhere. What we are talking about there is that now people have to be able to work from anywhere. That's much bigger than just bringing your own device. In the free bring your own environment world, the bring your own device world, you might have had a mobile phone. And with the mobile phone, you could access email for work. But if you're going to work from home forever, it's not just the application. There's the security protocol. There's the data. So many organizations, patient data is not accessible if you're not in the four walls because they couldn't guarantee privacy and security. If you want people to work from wherever they're at, you have to make the entire work environment available. We call that anywhere, everywhere or bring your own environment as opposed to bring your own device. And the last one is a little more complicated. It's called uh, from me to we, and it recognizes the fact that increasingly we have these problems that are too big to be solved, that multiple participants have to use the same information in the data, but for different purposes, it's called a multi-party platform. An example of that right now is happening around uh, global travel and COVID vaccine status. Every country has their own theory around what, whether you can enter their country or not. 
And every country is interested in knowing whether or not you're vaccinated. They may not use it the same way, but they want to know. So the, an authoritative place for multiple participants to have data that they can trust, but use in their own way is a multi-party platform. And that's our fifth concept. Doctor, give us a website where we can learn more about Accenture and about this survey as well, if you would. If you go to www.accenture.com, that's A-C-C-E-N-T-U-R-E, and you search on the Accenture Digital Health Technology Vision, you'll find that report, and you'll find more of what we write about in terms of our healthcare practice at Accenture Health when you search. Well, I appreciate you returning and joining us here this morning. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Good to talk to you, Neil. Take you care. Well. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Dr. Kave Savavi, Global Health Lead of Accenture Health. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Listen in, download at SoundCloud, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio.